Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done as God ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. You can help and support this podcast by telling your families, friends, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. I also ask for your prayers. You can reach me with questions and comments by email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at www.amiteagle.com. And remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through to you through your text or email or however you're receiving it, you can always reach this is the voice of the prophet on any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. This week's episode is entitled, The Real Reason for Your Blessings. Deuteronomy 9, 4 through 6 reads, After the Lord your God has driven them out before you, do not say to yourself, The Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. No, it is on account of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is going to drive them out before you. It is not because of your righteousness or your integrity that you are going in to take possession of their land, but on account of their wickedness, the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God will drive them out before you to accomplish what he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand then that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess, for you are a stiff-necked people. As I shared with many of you last week, God spoke to my spirit to fast and pray. So I did for three days, and for those three days he ministered to my spirit. He has given me a message for his sons and daughters, and this is what I will share with you in this episode. In the book of Deuteronomy, much is spoken of concerning the promised land that they would enter. However, the main focus of that entire book is concerning the restatement of the law for a new generation. We all know the story of the children of Israel who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. God said that with the exception of Joshua and Caleb, not one from the first generation would enter the promised land because of their lack of faith and rebelliousness. After the first generation had died, including Moses, the second generation entered into the place that many had longed to see. Like so many of our parents, grandparents, and generations long gone, they believe to see this day, the day in which God has fulfilled his word to us at this time. 
in the so eloquent, moving words of Dr. Martin Luther King, and I quote, well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. Close quotes. Just like Moses and Dr. King, many of our parents and grandparents saw it, but never entered. But yet, I believe that God is saying now is the time for us to enter, for us, our children, our grandchildren, and generations some of us have yet to see are entering into the promise that we've waited so long for. I believe that God is saying that we're entering a new time, a new place, a new land right here in the United States of America. This new land isn't just for black people, so let's get that understood immediately. Let's get rid of the idea that the oppressions of these past generations have only been experienced by blacks. It's been felt, endured, and known by blacks, poor whites, browns, and every person, including women who have been held back and not allowed to rise up for any reason other than that some person unfairly, biasly, and unjustly thought that they shouldn't. This new land is for our sons and daughters who even with college degrees are still working at McDonald's and Burger Kings. It's for our children in school who are still trying to get those degrees to have teachers who teach with excellence that will give our children a decent education to allow them to achieve all that they're capable of. This promised land is for those who have struggled with health issues for them or their children because they were not afforded health care or decent health insurance. This new territory will be for every person who wants a fair and decent life and for every individual in this nation to live a life above poverty with a fair minimum wage that will allow for them to put decent food on their tables whenever there's hunger in their bellies. It's for people who will no longer have to neglect their children by leaving them alone for extended hours to work two and three jobs just to keep a roof over their heads, not to mention utilities, internet, phone, and cable. These things are necessities. This territory is for people who are not afraid to accept who and what is different, the unusual or even the unknown. It's for people who God is now saying, this is the time and this is the place. Go in and take possessions of the lands I have promised you. I believe that God is saying that we will take possession of jobs, titles, positions, and levels in various, various areas of significance, influence, and powers. Our sons won't have to subject themselves to concussions and brain injuries to make it to the NFL because that's the only way they see to make it out. They won't feel that they're forced to sell drugs, rob and steal, and end up using the very drugs that they had hoped would give them their escape from poverty. Now they'll be able to see the dreams and hope that they have to become realities. At the end of 2019, God spoke to me and said that 2020 would be a year of new territories. 
Sunday, I reread the words of that blog and saw where I stated in it that 2020 would be a year where battles were not to be fought. Christians were not supposed to enter into any battles, but obviously the words were not heard, and if they were, they were definitely not adhered to. God said in that message to learn to live in peace with the place in the places that God has given you to possess. When we fight battles that are not ordained of God, we hurt and wound people that are not our enemies. Don't adhere to the adage that says either you're going into a battle or you're just coming out of one. That's not scriptural. The excerpt further goes on to read, Some have truly been traumatized by past battles, but in your new territories, you've won, and you don't have to keep fighting every day. I posted that blog in December of 2019. Many people were wounded and hurt by the battles that we were not supposed to fight last year in 2020 and again this year. I believe that God wanted Christians to allow him to do what needed to be done. That's walking according to faith. Because of the disobedience, many families, churches, ministries, friendships, and neighbors have been divided and will never be the same again. The wounds inflicted during these battles have left scars and traumas that will be years in the healing. But for those that have stood strong, there must be a forward move to rebuild and reestablish these new territories with renewed churches as well as renewed ministries where necessary. Better relationships with, with neighbors will be formed and even stronger bonds with family and friends will be created. This is our promised land, and it's the one that will be of true equality. But yet, there's a warning and a caution being issued by our Father. Our Father is saying to us, now that we're entering into these territories, the lands that he has promised, do not say it's because we've earned it or deserve it. As he spoke to Israel in the book of Deuteronomy, don't say it's because of our righteousness or our own integrity. Don't think for one minute it's because we've been so good or even because of what we've demanded from the nation. In actuality, it's because those that occupied the positions that we will now inhabit were so wicked. It's because of their own disobedience and wickedness that God has driven them out of the good lands, the good places that we will now settle in. Oftentimes when we see the word wicked, we immediately think of something as evil. However, the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary actually defines the word wicked as used in this passage of scripture as guilt. Those that previously occupied these territories were guilty of hate, oppression, dishonesty, immorality, and of being totally ungodly when they professed Christianity. There was no integrity or character within them. So God removed them for us to go in and dwell in the places they had once occupied. But remember, as his word says, 
If we do the same as those that were here previously, he will remove us as well. We must always be aware that Moses reminded them that they were rebellious. They were as we are, a contentious people, prone to be disobedient, bitter, and provocative. As a nation, as a people, as Christians, we must hold ourselves as well as our leaders accountable in their faith, morals, and character. If we are to continue to occupy the lands that God has brought us to, to dwell in, develop, and produce for him, we must not be as those before us. We must obey God, not the way we think, but the way he says we should. We must trust in him with our whole hearts and our whole souls, believing that he is not only able, but will do all that he has promised. Moses told the people that they were stiff-necked. That was a term used for animals who were hard to turn with a rope or some implement tied to their necks. Truly, we are and have been a stiff-necked people. When God has tried to turn us from our wicked ways, we have continually refused correction in order to go in the direction he had ordained. Also, we must remember the new territories had a purpose. It wasn't just to go in, sit back and relax. It was to produce and reproduce. Israel was to develop the new territories and bring forth from them what would glorify the Father. It's no less with these new territories that God is giving us now. We must produce and reproduce while remembering not to do as those that were here before us. We cannot be the lying prophets or hypocritical Christians as those that were here before. Jesus said in Matthew 23:15, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. We must be aware of those that we went to Christ because we will be held accountable for them. We cannot bring people into the land of Christianity without teaching them the ways of the God of Christianity. In other words, leading someone in the sinner's prayer without continuing to teach them about what and who they become, as I always say, is only fattening lambs for wolves. We must be aware of the words that we speak, saying, thus saith the Lord, because lying prophets will be dealt with. Be warned when affiliating ourselves, cutting covenant, and entering into alliances with those who God has already determined that he's going to destroy. We must search our hearts, minds, and spirits, and more than that, ask the Holy Ghost to separate us from the things that will separate us from God. We cannot allow hypocrisy to be a part of our spiritual walk. And always, always remember, God hates a liar. Finally, let me say that in John 4, 38, Jesus said as he was speaking to his disciple, I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Others before us have done the hard work to get us to these territories. The places we are entering are good, fruitful, vast, and now we are reaping. 
These are territories, lands, places, and times that Moses and Martin viewed from the mountaintops. Now it's time for us to enter in. Now it's time for us to take our place in our new territories. Thank you for listening, and may God bless and keep you always. Always remember that you're always in my prayers on a daily basis. And if there's ever anything special or in particular that you would desire that I would join you in agreement, by all means, contact me. Again, God bless you.